What is up, everybody? It's good to have you guys back on the Bearded Beast podcast. And I got to start off by uh, apologizing a little bit to you guys. Uh, sorry I haven't put out a uh, episode here within the last uh, couple weeks. Uh, I had a tooth pulled and kind of got some swelling and stuff going on. So kind of talking a little funny. But uh, we got a great episode for you guys today. Uh, we're going to tell you about what's uh, what's going on in my life and uh, got a little story time for you so let's jump right into it all right guys so like I said earlier um, had a little dental work done and, uh, had a tooth pulled. So I swelled up a little bit, kind of talked funny. Some of it was kind of comical, but, um, yeah. So I just decided it was probably not best to record an episode for you guys. Um, just because I was talking funny, pronouncing some of my words weirdly-ish, and um, so yeah, um, had tooth pulled, uh, still kind of sore, uh, I guess tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be about a week, um, and it's still kind of sore, still got a little swelling, but for the most part, healing up, doing good, so um, I figured I needed to go ahead and uh, get something out here for you guys, get a little content out. And, um, so what I was going to do today was I was just going to kind of, uh, kind of fill you in on what's, you know, what's, what's going to go on over this holiday weekend, 4th of July weekend. And, uh, then I'm going to tell you a little story. But, uh, anyway, uh, first things first, um, be heading back to Oklahoma this Friday, uh, be the second, second of July, and uh, our main reason for going down there is to, we're going to pick up a French Bulldog, uh, my wife really, uh, she really likes French Bulldogs, she's wanted to have one, and uh, those of you that, that know me, um, y'all know I got a couple dogs, um, we got a couple English Bulldogs, and we really like them, but I think I'm just about uh, I'm about about done with the English Bulldogs. Um, they're just they're they're just a lot of work. They really are. I love them to death, but they're they're a lot of work. So uh, we're gonna try we're gonna go the French Bulldog route here and and uh, and see how that 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 works out for us. But um, anyway. Um, Another reason we're going down there is to uh, pick up some uh, flat slab rock for our uh, for our patio, um, for our little uh, entertainment area we've been working on that's out back. Um, we got uh, bought a 10 by 10 metal gazebo. Uh, got a fire pit back there. Um, got a swing. Got uh, some kind of little single point hammock looking thing for back there. Uh, but over the past couple of weeks, um, we've been working on uh, 
doing doing a retaining wall back there and uh, I'm gonna give a big shout out to uh, to my buddy Cody uh, he helped me haul the skid steer out and do a little level up and a little cleanup work back there so uh, so I could finish up with uh, with my retaining wall and um, he was a big help um, this past weekend I really really appreciate him great dude um, and um, so yeah um, Got to finish up the retaining wall, and then uh, we're going to take the slab rock, and we're going to put it down for uh, as the base, as the floor of our uh, patio. And um, the cracks will be filled in with. Uh, they make a special locking. It's a retaining locking sand. Um, so we'll uh, we'll you know we'll fill in the cracks. But um, yeah, that's another reason we're going down there. And um, we've got to pull a trailer down there. So uh, I want to give a shout out to my buddy Jeremy for uh, letting me take his brand new trailer down there. Uh, gonna hold my side-by-side -side down there and uh, we're gonna do a little work. Um, you know, uh, we'll head down Friday. Uh, it's about a seven hour trip straight through, but my wife having an artificial hip like she does, we have to stop every couple hours and it's gonna be me and my wife and my two daughters, so uh, I only plan on making three stops. Plan on getting down there about uh, about 2 a.m., 3 a.m. Saturday morning to the hotel. Um, probably gonna be a little bit later than that with uh, with the girls. So uh, I'm sure everybody will have to pee and pee a lot. So, uh, but yeah, I plan on making uh, three trips down there. Um, generally, just making the stops, getting fuel, getting soda, getting out, going to the bathroom, whatnot. Takes me about eight hours to get down there. Uh, it's not really that bad. My truck's supposed to go about 600 miles on a tank of fuel. Um, it's like a 507 miles down there. And... Uh, but I'll be pulling a trailer and stuff, so I'm sure I'll have to stop one time down there for fuel, or on the way down there for fuel. Um, but uh, yeah, we're gonna gonna go down there. I'm, I'm looking forward to hanging out um, down there. Um, gonna take my side by side. I, I just got the tires switched over yesterday. Um, it's got the factory Bighorn 2.0 tires, and um, where I live at, um, if you got proof of insurance and things like that, then you can get a sticker where you can legally ride your side by side on the road. So I do a lot of, I say I do a lot of riding. My side by sides have got 1,750 miles on it as of last Friday, and. I don't, I mean, I really don't ride it that much. Whenever I do ride it, um, a lot of it's on highways. There's a couple uh, off-road parks that I've taken it to. And um, so whenever I trail ride, that's why I got these uh, Gorilla Silverback. They look like these big old just mud tire, tractor tire looking things. And uh, I, really, I, re I really like them for, uh, you know, for trail riding, there's a lot of times I find myself going through water, through mud, things like that. I, I'm not really a, a guy that just likes to just run his machine through the mud, but I'm definitely one of them guys that, you know, I'm going to have the most aggressive tire so I can 
tackle the toughest terrain that I can. And uh, down there at Oklahoma, that, that seems like that's a big thing, riding in the mountains. Uh, logging roads, washed out roads, you know, rutted up, muddy, lots of creeks to cross, uh, muddy hills, rocky hills to climb, things like that. So I uh, swapped tires over on it. And um, so, yeah, uh, we're, we're going to see how she does. Um, me and the wife's actually been uh, been talking about uh, maybe trading it off and getting something different. I don't know. I, I can't really can't really make up my mind what I want. It's a uh, I got a 2016 K&M Maverick uh, XXC, and I really like it. It's a 1000. Um, runs good. It does everything that I needed to do, but. There's just a few applications in my life right now where I need to go 70, 80, 90 mile an hour. So um, we're thinking about going with the new uh, K&M Commander. And the reason we're thinking about doing that is uh, they redesigned them for uh, 2021. Um, they moved the engine feather to the back so uh, the cabs aren't supposed to be as hot and as quiet. And... They uh, redid the looks of it, and it, it really looks—it uh, really looks neat. Um, I thought about a Ranger. Um, I'm not, just not—I'm uh, not a huge fan of that uh, that bench seat. I, I like my buckets, but at the same time, it's like you know I'm taking my Maverick down there to Oklahoma this weekend, and I got my daughters with me, so you know only two of us can ride in it at the same time now. Jonas, the landowner, he's got a ranger down there, so, you know, there's enough to go around to haul everybody from point A to point B. It's not not such a big issue, but I don't know. I, I couldn't I couldn't do a four-seater. They're, uh, they're too big. They're too heavy, and I don't haul. I don't, I don't ever find myself where I need to haul more than two people, you know, very seldomly. So, I, uh, I think we're going to go the K&M Commander route. But um, I have been looking at the uh, Polaris Generals. Uh, they're good-looking machines. A little bit, a uh, little bit shorter wheelbase than what I'd like. Would like something a little bit longer, but uh, they are pretty nice machines. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're gonna take it. We're gonna just do a little trail ride, a little cruising around the mountains, a little exploring. Uh, I feel like I always go down there, and there's always just, there's always, always just so busy, you know hunting go here you know go there get up at this time got to be here got to be there got to get corn got to bake traps got to check cameras go hunting uh hit this place up for it closes come back got to get food go straight get showers go straight to bed get up do it all over again so this time i just kind of want to chill out take it all in and um really just enjoy myself so i'm gonna go down there hang out with uh with jonas and mary mary's uh, jonas's wife um gonna hang out with them and uh, their kids and uh, maybe watch some fireworks maybe take some fireworks down there myself uh, and uh, shoot off for his kids there Sunday afternoon and probably head back to the hotel and uh, pack up and head home um, I don't plan on doing any hunting um, this time while I'm down there I'm gonna take my rifle I'm gonna take my 6.5 Grendel down there with me um, and I'm just taking it pretty much to, 
as I'm bebopping around and cruising trails and stuff, I, I know where all the I'll go by and check the cameras. There'll be a lot of hog activity or something. I might go set one afternoon, but I, I'm not uh, not really making that a uh, a big priority. If activity's high, I might get into it, but these warmer summer months, you really you really don't see a whole lot of hogs in that particular area down there. So not really not really too concerned um, with it. Like I said, I'm, I'm mainly going to have fun, uh, get this dog, and um, get my rock so I can uh, get to working on uh, get to working on my patio. Um, another place we'll probably hit down there is uh, I think I'm pronouncing this right, but I think it's called Cavanaugh Hill. Um, I think I might have talked about it in uh, one of my other podcasts, but it's the uh, it's the tallest hill in the world. And uh, I don't remember what the uh, elevation is. You can look it up. You can type it in. It's uh, it's in Poto, Oklahoma. Um, you can check it out. Um, I think it's it's only considered a hill. Like it's it's shy of being a mountain by one foot. So that makes it the you know the tallest hill in the world. Um, I've been down there several times and always wanted to go up there and check it out, but never did and this last time I was down there I went up there and it's absolutely beautiful the first day we went up there there's in a cloud you couldn't see 10 foot in front of you um, went up there the next day it was clear and I mean it's just absolutely beautiful you can see over into uh, Arkansas I think it's a uh, Mount magazine I think you can see it from there on a clear day so um, yeah I got all kinds of uh, Kind of sounds like I'm really busy this weekend, but I'm just uh, I'm just gonna take it all in and just uh, enjoy myself because I, I got no place to be um, besides down there. Um, so I just really want to hang out and, and uh, spend some time with uh, with them and um, you know just really enjoy myself. You got a beautiful beautiful spot to swim down there. They got part of a creek dammed up. Uh, they got a dock down there on the side of this creek. They dug it out. Got an awning, barbecue grill. I mean, it's just a great place to hang out with the family. Um, I'm sure it's going to be warm down there. So swimming in that nice, cool spring water is going to feel really good. So, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm really excited just to, just to go down there. Um, I, I'll definitely, uh, Saturday morning on the way to Jonas's house, I'll definitely hit up... Uh, Poto Pawn and Gun. They're uh, my guys down there. I, uh, I I enjoy stopping in down there every time I'm down there. Um, guys are great. I like talking to them. Real super nice guys. They got a got a lot of ammo that uh, you know most places ain't got, and kind of harder to find stuff. Uh, got a lot of stuff in there. A lot of hog hunting stuff. So. You ever get down around there and you want to check out some stuff i definitely recommend uh stopping by and giving them guys a shout so uh but anyway yeah i think uh that's pretty well about it for uh, what's going on i hope uh, all you guys uh, have a good safe fourth of july uh, all you guys out there riding motorcycles having side-by-side -side rides drinking beer barbecuing shooting off fireworks be safe. We don't want the next uh, viral video back it up, Terry. So uh, 
you guys all be safe and uh i hope you all enjoy your weekend but uh before i go i'm gonna tell you all a little story and uh this is a true story and this was back about i would probably say probably about 2005 2006 my son was born in 2005, and I'm not really 100% sure if he was born yet or not. But uh, anyway, I graduated high school in 2004, and when I did, I moved out. And there was a uh, there was an apartment complex right down the road from my mom and dad's house, and uh, I moved in with uh, with my girlfriend at the time, Amanda, and a buddy of mine, Paul. And we moved in down there, and we lived down there for, I don't know, five, six months. Paul decided he wanted to move out. He wanted to move out on the other end of the county with some uh, some other friends that he was always out there hanging around with them, uh, working on trucks and this and that, whatnot. So me and, uh, me and my son's mom, Amanda, we, we stayed living there for a few months. And uh, finally, Paul gave us a call one day, and he's like, hey, Yoda, move in out here with me. He said, uh, it's a double-wide trailer. Got an addition on the back of it. You guys should move out here. A lot bigger, bigger space in that apartment. Rent's about the same. He said, we could split it. I said, I'm all in, man. So uh, we took off. We moved out there on the other end of the county. Moved in with him. And uh, I've lived in some shitholes in my life. I have. I've lived in some real shitholes. And this probably being one of them. The landlord lived next door. And he lived in, uh, for a couple years, he lived in a new modular home. And... Uh, I mean, there was kind of a reason why he had bought a new modular home was because this double wide that, you know, we were renting was pretty rough shape. The addition that was on the back of it, you had to watch where you stepped. You could easily fall through the floor. It was a bitch to cool and a bitch to heat. Um, summertime, it was like running four window units because there wasn't no central air you run like four window units two in the bedrooms one in the living room and i think we had i don't know maybe one in the hall one in the kitchen maybe out some dining room maybe anyway uh the winter time it had a barrel stove outside and um for you for you that don't know what that is um it's like a it's it's a package wood furnace so to speak outside and it's got a got like a 55 gallon drum liner in it and whenever that would come up to a certain temperature it would uh kick on a fan and that fan would pull the heat it would suck the heat off of that that barrel and it would blow um it would blow into uh it would blow through a vent into the living room. Now, it wasn't plumbed into the rest of the ductwork of the house. It was one vent. 
So to move that warm air around, you had to use, you know, box fans, oscillating fans, whatever to blow it through the rest of the house. Um, so yeah, it was, wasn't very great. A lot of the windows were, I wouldn't say broke, but like the latches and stuff like that were broke, so you couldn't lock them. I had a problem with people breaking in, stealing my shit. Um, it was just, it, it was it was a shithole. I'm, I'm just going to say that. It was a shithole. So I'm telling you all this just to kind of paint the scene. That, uh, you know, carpet was r ripped in spots. Linoleum was coming up. I think it had some furniture in it that was absolutely just junk. Rent was cheap. And I was young, dumb, and did not give a shit. Well... One of the problems with this is we had a mouse infestation. And when I say mouse infestation, I mean like nobody's business. You could sit on the couch and you could watch the mice for entertainment. I mean, just one right after another. It wasn't if you saw a mouse, it was how many mice you were going to see within five or ten minutes. And I don't remember. I think it was through the week. I don't know. Buddy Paul was out working. Amanda, she was out doing whatever, maybe working. Hell, I don't know. My buddy Justin comes over, and we're sitting on the couch. And we are just, we're bullshitting. Like, what are we going to do today, you know? And we're sitting there, and we're talking, cutting up, cracking jokes, shooting shit. See this mouse. Sticks his head down underneath this china cabinet. That's front legs dangling, heads looking around. Shoots out underneath there and takes off in the kitchen. Justin looks at me. He says, you thinking what I'm thinking? I said, probably. I says, it got something to do with guns? He said, oh yeah. He said, we're going to do some mouse hunting. Now mouse hunting is not a real thing. In case you're naive enough to believe it is. Um... And even if it was, people would probably use BB guns or something along those lines. Not us. No. We were uh, a merry band of miscreant overachievers, if you will. He said, I'll be back. Went outside, jumped his truck, took off. 20 minutes later, Justin pulls up. Two 12-gauge shotguns. Three boxes, uh, two and three quarter uh, light loads. So we proceed to spend the next 35 minutes cutting the ends off these shotgun shells. We drained all the BBs out of them. So the only thing left in there was the wads. We pulled all the pillows and the cushions off the couches and the chairs. And we essentially built ourselves a little fort right there in the middle of the living room. Two grown-ass men, about 20 years old, in the middle of the living room, in a pillow fort. Justin was pointed one direction, I was pointed the other. And for the next couple hours, there was a mass slaughtering of mice. You could probably only imagine what a shotgun wad will do to a mouse. 
And I'm just going to say it's not real pretty. Blood, shit, and ass, and guts goes everywhere. Splatters. It pretty well turns them inside out. So this commenced for a couple hours. We'd probably... We'd probably knocked... I'd, I'd say the better part of two, two dozen of them out by then. And there was there was no shortage. This there, there was still plenty of mice to be had. So we're uh, we're there in the living room and we're doing our uh, sniping, if you will. And Justin looks down to the left and uh, he sees this great big mouse, and he runs on into the kitchen. Now let me let me just paint this scene for you so you so you kind of understand here. When you walk in the front door, you would walk in, and you're in a living room. Immediately to the left, if you stuck your left arm out, you could touch the entertainment center, the TV, all that. If you walked about 10 foot forward, there was a slanted wall. And when I say slanted, I don't mean it was falling in. I mean it was just, it was cattywampus with all the other walls in the house. And what that was was it separated the kitchen from the living room. But the wall was at an angle compared to all the other walls. So when you walk in, entertainment center, TV to the left. Living room is to the right, and that was the more open part of the living room. Had a couch running along the one wall, um, had a chair, and that's where that, uh, that big vent came in from the outside for the stove. So if you'd continue on around there, you'd walk into the dining room. And then you could make a left and go into the kitchen. And then if you walked all the way through the kitchen and you would kind of veer to the right or stay straight, you'd be in, you'd, you could go down the hallway. But if you made another left, you could come back out. So this wall that was the, this slanted wall that I refer to, it separated the kitchen and the living room. And like I said, you could make a circle. You could walk living room, dining room, kitchen, living room, dining room, kitchen. And you could just make a circle around that wall. So, anyway, Justin looks down the hall. He sees his big mouse. And uh, he whispers real quiet. He says, hey, look at this mouse. It's a nice mouse. Big trophy, even. I mean, I might want to mount this thing and put it on my wall. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a nice. It's it's it ain't a rat, but we're 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 almost a rat size. So this thing takes off running and it uh, it skedaddles into the uh, into the kitchen, and we know that it's either gonna come out of the kitchen through the wall and down right in front of us, or it's gonna shoot into the dining room. It shoots off into the dining room, and me and Justin are just unloading at this thing. I mean, just unloading. And keep in mind, there's already blood, shit, guts, and ass everywhere, scattered all around, on the carpet, everything. And we're just unloading that. We don't hit it. Neither one of us. Runs up underneath this china cabinet, where several of the other mouse were earlier. 
So over the course of the next probably five to ten minutes, this dude would hold on with his back legs, and he would lower himself down. And he'd poke his head out from underneath there, and he'd see us. And when he did, he'd shoot straight back up. Right back up. Gone. Well, he did that about four or five times. And Justin finally told me, he said, you know what? Next time he does that, I'm going to pop him. A couple seconds later, there that mouse was. Lowered them front paws down, stuck a head out. And when he did, Justin unloaded. Kaboom! Sent that wad. Hit the carpet. Landed right underneath the mouse. Mouse let go with his back legs. He dropped. When he dropped, he took off running back towards the kitchen. I jump up from my little pillow fort. And I take, around, take off through the dining room. Around the right side to go into the kitchen. Not realizing that Amanda had just walked in the front door right behind us. I run around there and I see this mouse. He scurries up on the stove. And he runs across the top of the stove. In a last ditch effort, he bails behind the toaster and the microwave. I see that. I swing my shotgun barrel around behind the microwave. And the second I am going to squeeze that trigger off, I hear Amanda go, No! And it was at that time, in that moment, I knew I was in trouble, and I fucked up. I squeezed that round off. And all you seen was blood, guts, shit, and ass sprayed up the backside of that wall. And out the top, behind that, uh, behind that microwave, I was in trouble. So from there on out, I pretty well spent the uh, rest of my day cleaning up uh, mouse guts. Pretty sure she made Justin go home. And, uh, yeah, that's a true story that really happened. I was in a lot of trouble. I think I had to sleep on the couch for like the next three weeks. Didn't really knock a dent in my uh, mouse population, though. But I will tell you what did. Probably six or eight months went on after this whole mouse slaughter incident I decided I wanted me a snake so I picked up a baby ball python and I had this python for a while was feeding it live mice and uh, one day it got out come home it was gone couldn't find it. Looked everywhere. Pulled all the cushions off the couch, flipped couches, chairs over. Went through everything. Tore the house apart for two days looking for this snake. 
I thought, well, this house is old. It's got a lot of holes, a lot of mice holes everywhere in it. A couple spots, the floor was rotten. I mean, it could have easily got out and escaped to the outside world. I thought it was gone. So I cleaned the tank up and put it away. And as it got into the uh, winter months, I, I noticed a few mice. But nothing like I'd had before. And I told Paul and Amanda both, I said, uh, our mouse infestation has really seemed to dwindle. But I didn't think much about it. I got up one cold, uh, I don't know, probably late November, December morning. Got up about 4 o'clock. Get ready to head to work. I had a walk-in closet in my bedroom. I walked in there and picked up uh, picked up one of my uniform shirts that was folded up on uh, one of the shelves about chest high. Scared the hell out of me, man. There coiled up underneath that shirt that I had picked up, uniform shirt, was that python. And I think the biggest reason that it scared me because he was a little bitty guy. And he'd been gone for probably eight months, ten months. He'd been gone. I ain't seen him. Here he showed back up. I figured out what happened to my mouse problem. He took care of all of them. So that's something for you guys to think about. You got a mouse infestation? Hell, get a snake. Turn it loose in your house. Don't do that. Really don't do that. I'm just joking, guys. Alright guys, that's going to be it for me today. I uh, hope you enjoyed my uh, my little story time. And uh, y'all be safe this weekend. And one more thing before I leave. I want you all to uh, maybe check me out on Facebook. Hit me up at Bearded Beast Podcast. Get on there, check my page out, give me a like. Uh, I'm going to start posting on there whenever I, uh, whenever I release uh, new episodes, things like that. So uh, it's a way to stay up to date with me. Uh, appreciate your uh, appreciate your support. You guys stay safe this weekend. That's it for me. I'll catch y'all on the next one.